What up, Ashley? Hello, Mervin. Oh, man. Boys is getting quiet. Going to get crunk. Yeah. Head back to Longview, Kelly popping trunk. Yeah. I ain't even tripping. Yeah. Riding and I'm sipping. Yeah. Yeah. Let me come through four foes that are tipping. Yeah. 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 Watch the trunk crack. Yeah. Yeah. Let me sit sideways, see me running back. Yeah. 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 Maybe AP, yeah. maybe AD. Yeah. I ain't even tripping because we some athletes. Yeah. Yeah. The more right, it, it must be a, uh, it's a nod to my co-host, not necessarily me. Especially if you ask her, because she just thinks she knows everything in the world, and I'm here to set it straight. It has always been one of my dreams slash goals to work with Ashley, um, to do anything sports related, talking with her, um, because she is one of the smartest people I know, especially uh, sports wise. Hey, a compliment. It has always been an honor, an honor to work with a cast member of the Doug Dynasty. <laughs> Ashley, I hate you. Okay. This is Ashley Moore, and you're listening to the More Right Than Wrong podcast. What it do, what it do, what it do. What up, what up, what up? I feel like freestyling right now. Hey, you read that I was about to freestyle. I was about to say Ashley. <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> I love you to death. Know your lane and stay in it and freestyling. I don't think it's any part. <laughs> it wasn't high school. Anyways, welcome back into the More Right the Wrong podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Ashley Moore. I'm Mervin. What up, y'all? Mervin Theophilus Wright. Oh, there it is. Oh man. Well, you took a you know what, Ashley, you took a couple weeks off. And I see you coming back. You you started yesterday. When all I did was ask you a simple question, I asked you one thing, and it turned into you getting on me for a solid 30 minutes, and you came through the day doing the same exact thing. I don't appreciate it. I have been nothing but nice to you. I've done nothing but love you. I don't appreciate you getting on me like this. It's not fair. It's not fun, okay? I just want you to know that it's not fun. Mervyn, what did I do? You want me to go down the list? Theophilus. Now, come on. You want me to go down the list? All right, you know what? No, 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 no. Since you, no. Since you want to go there, and we don't this have too, too much podcast, today. This is a sports podcast, you know. No, 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 no. We don't have too much today, so we're going to go there. <laughs> Listen up, y'all. I have two stories from oh my me and Ashley's college days. One freshman year. Oh, my gosh. I'm not even going to say People do not believe made. this. I'm not These stories say. sound crazy. These stories sound crazy and do not believe this. I'm just letting you know. Okay, fine, Off top. whatever. So, story number one. Freshman year. This one might have been a little warranted. <laughs> I was messing with Ashley, and she definitely stabbed me with a pencil. That happened. Story number two. <laughs> we are walking from her Neo's <gasps> probate, and we're just chilling, doing whatever, talking, messing with each other like we always do. And out of nowhere, I find myself with a busted lip on the floor because Ashley punched me with a key between her fingers like she's trying to fight off an attacker okay <laughs> wait pause let's give it some context okay now you know in college you're a little childish you know so mm-hmm. i was planning to fake out like i'm punching Mervin, like punch him like punch the air but pull my fist back you know mm-hmm. never touch his face mm-hmm. so yes i did put the key in there but uh mervin for some reason stepped into me as i did it and i dropped him i did y'all dropped him 
<laughs> literally, one of my nails was like, oh my gosh. Mervin literally dropped to the ground. And yes, I dropped him. Yeah. But then we so. went to Pink's and got pizza afterwards. So it was all good. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I we mean, you know. <laughs> College days, right? You know, college right, days. All right, let's get into the show, Ashley. What we got today? Okay, today we are going to be talking about All-Star Weekend. We just found out we're getting the All-Star Game. But it, what else are we getting? Mm-hmm. Okay, Courtside Karen. Why are some white women so entitled? <laughs> Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about meeting your boo thing on Clubhouse. Lord. Hey. Mervyn got a personal story. Oh, my God. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let's not do that today. Let's not do that. Um, then we're going to take a little break. But then we got Matthew Stafford trade. You know, I'm sure a lot of folks, you know, it's you could be on both sides in this. Right, one, you know. right, right. Um, we have our Black History moment. Oh, wait. My bad. Merv's Minute. Super Bowl trivia, Super Bowl fun facts. I don't know what Merv doing. We just gonna wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, Black History moment. We talking about Doug Williams, right? And oh, college football is coming back to EA Sports. It's in the game, right? And that's it. And we're gonna be out of here. So actually, let's let's, 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 let's hop into let's it. Let's get into it. Well, All Star Weekend. The NBA just announced an NBA Players Association. That we will be getting an all-star game. Turn up. Now, I uh, agree with this. When they said they weren't having an all-star game at first, I was like, okay, well, you know, it makes sense. COVID, corona, Mm woo-woo. But you're already playing basketball. Mm -hmm. You're literally already playing basketball. So you might as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like. It'd be different if All-Star Weekend was maybe after the season and you didn't need it, but you're already playing basketball. Might as well. <laughs> you know, the NBA does a great job in contact tracing. Um, you know, players get tested regularly. Um, you can opt out of this All-Star game if you want to, if you really don't want to play. Um, but, yeah, the I, I'm, I'm cool with the decision. The only question i have is why in atlanta (laughs) now if there is any city that is disrespecting the coronavirus pandemic the most it is atlanta (laughs) literally we see videos going viral in these packed out clubs Mm -hmm. people be packed out parking lots it's been quite a few viral videos i Watch Snapchats and stuff. Everybody out. Like, why, Atlanta? Why wouldn't you have it somewhere where people know how to act right? Right. Like, I don't know. Let's do this in maybe New York, uh, Charlotte. Well, they probably wouldn't let them do it in, like, L.A. or something. But, yeah. Well, first things first, seeing that they're going to do an all-star game in general. I mean, like you said, it's the middle of the season. They're already playing, like. These guys are going to see each other, whether they see each other for the All-Star game or in two weeks. So you're really right. not doing too much there. As opposed to like the NFL, where it's the end of the, like the Pro Bowl is the end of the season. There's only one more game left, and that's the Super Bowl. So right. you're 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 really adding more risk by if they were to play the Pro Bowl, which, to be fair, 
nobody wants to see the Pro Bowl anyway. So exactly, Pro Bowl is uh, boring. Right, the NFL did us a service by not playing the Pro Bowl, and I don't even know how many people watch whatever they did on Sunday. But with the NBA, NBA has the best All Star weekend in sports, right? So, like, we do want to have that weekend. They're gonna have to. The players are gonna take their break anyway, uh, because. I mean, just the grind of the season. They they need that weekend or however many days off. And so you might as well have the NBA All-Star game, you know what I'm saying, had a best in the league, come out and do what they're going to do, uh, put on a show and score, you know, 500 points in, in the first half and, you know, do whatever they're going to do. It's fun for the fans. It's fun for everybody. Uh, and like you said, like I said, it, it, it does keep that interest up. Like you said as well, Adam Silver – has done an amazing job of keeping the NBA as safe as possible. Like you said, contact tracing, uh, doing everything they, they can to make sure the players stay safe. And, you know, if they don't – and even so far as to uh, put minimums on rosters to make sure you have it, you know, so many players, just to make sure we don't have a situation like the NFL where one team, like, doesn't have enough players and they just get absolutely demolished, right? Right, right. But there are, are certain cities you probably shouldn't <laughs> have the All-Star game in while we're trying to mitigate risk. Houston is one. <laughs> I can tell you. I live here. Atlanta's one. And it's pre- actually, it's pretty much just those two as far as team, as far as cities that are hosting NBA teams. Atlanta, let me put it like this. Talking to people uh, who've been to Atlanta recently, they've said that like, if you go to Atlanta and you go somewhere and you're wearing a mask, they'll look at you funny. Like, they don't care out there. They they playing fast and loose. They are echoing the sentiments of most of us when this thing first started. Like, if I get it, I get it. If I die, I die. Like Drake said, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. That's, their, <laughs> right, that's, their, right. that's what they're saying. And it's like, all right, buddy. Let's. I can give you a few people who need not be on an all-star roster. If they want to, if they don't want to have to quarantine for ten days, Lou Williams, James Harden, um, anybody else? Anybody else? Them <laughs> too. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you just piling them out, ain't you? I'm just gonna look, let you. Hey, look, I'm just gonna let you head out. Look, <laughs> look, I'm not the one who had to quarantine Dwight for ten Howard. days. <laughs> Dwight Howard, you're right. I'm not the one who had to quarantine for ten days because I stopped at a strip club and got lemon pepper wings when I was supposed to be in the bubble. I'm not the one who has my jersey retired at a strip club because I've dropped millions of dollars on several occasions. So, again, I can talk about it. Like I said, I'm I'm happy this is happening. But could we have (laughs) tried to figure out somewhere else, you know what I'm saying, Dallas, uh, Phoenix, uh, like I said, L.A., somewhere to where people are actually taking this thing seriously? Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. They could have kept it where it was at. Indianapolis. I don't know right. if their rules are, but could have kept it where it was. Now, I get it, though. Um, like you said, like we said, it's in the middle of the season. Players playing anyways. And also, you're still trying to recoup some money that you lost during right. the pandemic. Right. You know, we all at the house. I, you know, I need something to watch. I would love to watch this all-star game. For sure. But yeah, putting it in Atlanta, I think it's a bad move. Now, granted... The NBA could say, I don't know. I just see, no. The players would be protected for sure, but I just see chaos (laughs) 
I just see chaos. I see people going to Atlanta. I see the clubs packed. I see, you know, I just see it, bro. Yeah, you, you literally, you literally, what I was just about to say is like, okay, even if the players are safe, like the super, like the two biggest events of February, the Super Bowl and the All Star Game, those are some of the biggest events for clubs, strip clubs, uh, you know, parties, uh, just you know, people flocking to that city in general. And again, it, it, and it's not the NBA's fault what people who are not employed by the NBA do. They cannot control the club owners and whatever they do. But you kind of got to – I guess you kind of want to help everybody out and not encourage people to do stupid stuff. And when you have it in a city like Atlanta, you're encouraging people to do stupid stuff just because it's All-Star Weekend. Right. Definitely. And but – uh. Are, are there going to be fans there? Uh, I don't know yet. Okay. They're still like they still talking about what they doing for the um, but there are fans in the regular uh, some of the regular arenas. Yeah. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're thinking about a skills challenge, and then word on the street was they might do a dunk and three point. So all that that's what we'll get. I definitely will watch it. But Atlanta, come on now. Come on, dog. y'all got to. All right. There. We're going to talk about Courtside Karen. Oh. Courtside Karen and her husband, a.k.a. old steroid, bleep, <laughs> were at the Hawks game, courtside. Right. And randomly, in the game, you just look and see LeBron and this lady arguing. I'm just like, the data paused the game, everything. I'm like, what's going on over there? So then... Corsair Karen gets ejected. Um, and then she posts to social media saying that she would F LeBron up. That's what she said. That is what she said. LeBron James. LeBron Lego LeBron James. Okay. Then she said LeBron James cursed out her husband. And she was basically defending her husband. But then she apologized. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of this, LeBron was just like, man, it's whatever. I don't think she should got ejected. <laughs> it's whatever. He mm-hmm. liking the memes, tweeting the memes, hashtag courtside care. Right. LeBron James does not care. <laughs> does not care. So if I may inject just a slight bit of misogyny here, if I may, just a slight bit. <laughs> When it's first of all, when it's LeBron James and a man who looks like he may have injected the HGH two minutes before game time, <laughs> uh, sweetheart, Miss Juliana, you probably want to stay out of grown folk, grown man business at this point. Not saying again, slight bit of misogyny, being mm-hmm. being your man's business, you know, do what you got to do. But in this situation, sweetheart, you might want to sit this one out because had it gotten physical. LeBron would have messed him up, and if you would have gotten away and accidentally caught a uh, got caught up in the crossfire, you would have been messed up too, sweetheart. And again, okay, pause, pause. Again, if it got in physical, pause. and LeBron wouldn't even let it get that far. He wouldn't even let it get that far. I was about far. to say, LeBron Le- James, aka the sport, the athlete, humanit- humanitarian yeah, yeah, of our yeah. lifetime. Yes, LeBron James would not. There's no way far. he would go there. No, but ever. I'm, I'm saying, I was saying if. 
I was I was uh-huh. putting a, a huge if because we obviously know that probably wouldn't happen. Right. But, but again, he's heckling LeBron. He, I don't know what he said. It it, it might have gotten taken too far because obviously LeBron, being LeBron, is going to deal with heckling, whatever arena he goes to. That's not the Staples Center, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, even if he goes back home to Cleveland, somebody's going to heckle him just because he's LeBron. He left. Yada yada yada. So he's used to it. So you have to probably say something really off the wall for LeBron to turn around and respond to whatever you're saying. And it has to be something so off the wall that he's going to cuss back at you, knowing there's cameras everywhere, knowing he's LeBron, he's the, the, the high, one of the highest profile athletes in the world, if not the highest profile. You, you don't want that smoke, ma'am. You, I promise you, you, you do not want that smoke. Nah, you don't want that smoke. So the reason why I said, oh, steroid bleep is because... After LeBron James said, you know, it's cool. You know, after his little interview, he was like, it's cool, whatever. You know, yeah. it happened. You know, I think she could have stayed, you know. Yeah. She gets on her Instagram, starts saying she'll F him up, starts saying he was cussing out, you know, her husband. The NBA does an investigation. The only thing you can see LeBron James saying clearly is, oh, steroid bleep. Mm-hmm. And her man looks like he you know, goes to the gym Mm -hmm. eight times a week. Right. And then it's like, it's just, I don't, so, and I should have caught, I, I, I am closely related to an expert on matters like this. Uh, my father, uh, because when, um, for a few years he worked at the American airlines center and he was like right there where the Mavericks would walk off the floor every night. And so he's like Mm -hmm. right there with the fans and stuff. And so, He's, I mean, he would tell me about plenty of times where, uh, you know, fans are getting rowdy. Um, I'm pretty sure he's had to escort some people out the building or get security to get somebody out. Uh, but most of the time it's like, hey, like, chill out, dude. Like, okay, we get it. You're a fan. Let's calm this down. Right. And and like LeBron said, it, it should have, he would have preferred it just be a situation like that where it's just calm down, y'all. Like, just stop talking to me like that, and we can continue playing basketball, and everybody can have a good night. Uh, because I did, like, hearing what LeBron said after the fact kind of changed my per- perspective, because at first I was like, yeah, like, you talking trash like that? Like, yeah, get him out of here. But it's like, you forget there's fans in some arenas. There's fans, like, there aren't fans in some arenas. They played the whole bubble without fans, obviously. So it's like, you miss that aspect of it if you're the athlete. And so for him to say, yeah, she could have stayed. You know, keep them there. It's the fans. Just don't be disrespectful and we're all good. It kind of, I guess it puts a different spin on it. Bruh, these people crazy. You oh, in yeah. an empty gym. <laughs> you in an empty gym getting into it with LeBron James. Normally, if you in a big uh, a big arena where it's packed, mm-hmm. all this energy is being transferred to you. You know what I'm saying? Whoever you cheering for, all this energy is around you. So I can see how you get rowdy. But how you get rowdy out of nowhere in a quiet gym? Yeah, that's also stupid. That's also very stupid. Um, Anyways, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, homegirl, uh, they weren't banned from um, any more Hawks games. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she just dug herself in the gutter when she just was you know, cussing and going off. You right. know? Can I can I add one more thing? What? Um, seeing the aftermath and seeing the her video on Instagram or whatever. Um. So one thing shocked me, Ashley. She said, I, 
I'm paraphrasing here. You're intimidated by a 25-year-old girl. Uh, Ashley, you look younger than her. <laughs> that girl look like she about 30, 35. Talking about she's That's 25. true. I'm 26. Yes. And homegirl, you said 32. I was thinking about 35, you know. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. I was thinking I was she had to be nice. here for a minute, you know. Right. Like, 25. And I'm older than her. That's crazy. Like. Yeah. And then, just to, just, you know what, <laughs> since we're talking about it, since we're talking about it, just to add to it, homeboy, <sighs> young Mr. Mr. Steroid guy, allegedly, obviously. Um, Allegedly, <laughs> looked like he had to be about forty-five. That's a little weird dynamic. Um, looks like I some mean, real. He's I mean, rich. And at, she wants to be rich. I was about kinda, to say she's kind of. They're at the here. Hawks game. Right. Look, it don't matter where they are. No, no I'm saying it's, they're at the Hawks game, sitting courtside during yes. the coronavirus. Right. Somebody got money. Right. Clearly, Look, <laughs> it ain't her. It ain't her. <laughs> unless unless her daddy is like Robert Kardashian and she's a it's a Kim Kardashian situation where she's rich for nothing and nobody knows her because she's famous for nothing. That's a shot at Kim Kardashian, by the way. Um then that's a little like I said, that's a little weird situation going on. Mervis. That whole dynamic is a little huh? That could have been a that could have been a subtle shade moment. That could have been subtle shade. You know, you would have got it, you know. Subtle shade. Nah, mm. see, no, nah. <laughs> well, no, nah, because my, my shade for Kim Kardashian, all, all of our shades for Kim Kardashian is not subtle. You know what? Let's add that to the next segment, too. Just just to oh put a gosh. point on that. Let's add that. But yeah, no, my shade for Kim Kardashian <laughs> Kim is Kardashian? not subtle. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Marvin, if, if you don't like her, why would you give us a whole section to talk no, no, about no, no. her? It's not a whole section, but we're talking about the culture. And she did something stupid, okay? And that's what we need to talk about. We need to okay, call I it out. Okay, I don't know what she like did because I, I don't pay attention to Kardashian. So you go, you I don't gonna pay have attention to, to him either. I'll pay attention okay. to him either, but it's real quick. Let's finish this segment and I'll okay. I'll talk about it then. Yeah, you have to inform me. All right. Uh, what, bro? What were we talking about? We're talking oh, about of course, course I, I care. care. Yeah. Yeah, Mervyn went off on Kim Kardashian. I'm like, hold on. Well, so what was the original point of <laughs> the topic? Um, I'm scatterbrained sometimes. I'm sorry. Anyways, of course I care. Basically, has a story to. That's probably gonna be her legacy story. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went off on LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> she's twenty five, so she's she probably wants to be an influencer or YouTuber or something like that. Right. This will definitely help her get there. So, you know, whatever. Unless right. you know people are like minded, like you know me and you, and no, we're not going for that. Yeah. But hey, you came up. All right, right. so let's get to the culture. Mm-hmm. Okay, me- sorry. Huh? This is what I meant. I want to just just put a just a, a quick note, a quick note of what I was talking about. And I'm sorry. I don't usually apologize to Kim, but sorry, Kim, it wasn't you. It was Chloe. Uh, Chloe oh tweeted out a picture. I don't know what it was in reference to, but she tweeted uh, the black out the emoji. emoji. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Oh my god! And gosh. this is what I meant when Kardashian shade is not subtle because it can't be. It needs to be overt. It needs to be outright, and it needs to be stated obviously what you mean. This girl tweeted out the the emoji like the hand palm over your face, and it was black, like it was a black woman doing it, and rightfully <laughs> so. Black, black Twitter got 
on her behind. Okay, somebody <laughs> like you know did a little star like the fixing the news the white ones, and then somebody tweeted out Monique with the uh, I don't know what the thing is called, but like the uh, the headdress, and she was like, Chloe, my patience is very thin with you this month. Um, somebody somebody tweeted out Martin Luther King with the do rag. Chloe, please, not on Black History Month. Listen, Look. listen, one day. It could come out. OJ Simpson is the daddy. That, and then everyone's like, oh, she was black. <laughs> and, and, and you know, if that comes out, then I'll apologize. Listen, guys, uh, I don't I don't know if that to be true. I just think that whole joke no, is it, but just it's a, it, we say wild, joke wildly odd. Right. Yes. And But you know what? Speaking on it, Kim Kardashian did post a picture a couple weeks ago talking about uh, some products she used because she was like, my hands are so pale. Kim, you're white. Sweetheart, you're white. You're not black. That's why you, your hands ain't pale. You're just white. Okay, Marvin. Okay. Let's, we can um, move on now. Let's, I mean, let's I, stray away from your Kardashian hate. We brought it up. I have to get it out. Come on. But, wow. Okay. You okay, Marvin? I'm on one today. It's the, hey. Juice, okay. Okay. All right, then. All right. Back to what I was saying before I got cut off to go on a Kardashian rant. Sorry. Uh, the culture mm-hmm. meeting your boo on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Now, for the many of you, or pause to some of you who may not know, because everybody know what Clubhouse is now. Clubhouse is a group audio chatting app. Is that what you right. say? What, what right. you? Yeah. It's a group audio chatting app, and you literally mm-hmm. hop in and out of chat rooms, and it's only your voice. You have a right. picture, you know, your your you have your picture of yourself, but. That's only anyone can see. You can be laying in your bed with the right. bonnet on. You can be laying in your bed naked. And you just on that thing talking to some strangers, whoever's in the room. So, Clubhouse was, okay, I don't know why people made Clubhouse, but it was oh, oh, allegedly, oh, people say it was for networking at the beginning. Okay. Mm-hmm. The app is for networking. Like, because, you know, it's still networking on there. You can get on there right. and, you know, be on there with a group of journalists and some successful ones giving tips, etc. But you know, once it got to black Twitter, you know, a lot of people were uh, making demon time chat rooms and you know, shoot your shot chat rooms. Right. You know. Moan rooms. Yeah. You know. So. This is like in between, I guess. Or maybe not. Maybe, you can, I mean, you can is, call it networking. You can call it this is, networking. Yes, it, it actually was networking technically. Mm-hmm. But this is the coronavirus pandemic way of meeting someone on a business trip. Right. Okay. Yeah, let's roll with So, that. this girl tweets, <laughs> I met my new romantic partner in Clubhouse, the app. She says, here's our story, including what I've learned from being open and available to receiving love in the most unlikely online space. On December 12, 2020, we were both invited to speak on a, on a panel in Clubhouse. So I guess networking. My partner spoke about digital marketing strategies. I taught the audience how to pitch to the media. It was a great conversation, yet wasn't the first time this person caught my attention. So then she say, for a while, she wanted to say, hey, what's up? You know, get people to notice her, but she had nerves. Woo, woo, woo. So she said she fell back and prayed on it. She fell back and prayed on uh, getting nervous while speaking in Clubhouse, I guess. 
you know? It's just your voice. But okay. Anyways, December 12th was the first time she was in the same room and it was her chance to make a bold move. And she said when she finished her talk, to her surprise, the guy sent her a DM on Instagram. So he found her Instagram. She probably had her Instagram link in her bio and her little on her little profile page in Clubhouse. What do you call those in Clubhouse? See, call them pro- bio. Bio in her bio. little bio. Mm-hmm. And the DM said, um, "Congratulations, you did a good job." And then she said, "Lord, I see what you have done for others." <laughs> <laughs> and she set the door open, and she took the opportunity to shoot her shot. And gave him her phone number uh, and said she'd love to continue the conversation off the app. She said two seconds later, this man called her phone. And the rest was history. Now, I would say the rest was history, but this did just happen on uh, <laughs> December right, like 12th. A month and a half ago. Yeah, I ain't even y'all two month anniversary yet. Right. But she went viral because, you know, it's just interesting. She said, yeah. though, when they first started talking, they, pause, the juiciest part is yet to come. When they first started talking, they were would talk on the phone for nine hours a day. Nine hours? You ain't got nothing else to do? Mm-mm. Nine hours? Mm-mm. Ain't nobody got no, somebody, somebody ain't got a job. Somebody got a job. Somebody. <laughs> somebody need to, somebody don't have a job here. Okay, so then she says she hadn't traveled in 2020, obviously because of the because of the pandemic. I guess she's on the safer side, unlike our Atlanteans. So, anyways, for love, she was willing to risk it all. So let's look at these dates again. December 12th right. is when they first became acquainted, and December 30th is when she wanted to risk it all for love. 18 days. Okay, she says she flew out so that they can meet in person and see if the feelings were real. He booked up. He booked her a suite at the Ritz Carlton, so he got a little change. Shut up, okay. Boys. Then she said money was no object, and that's her love language. What's wrong with these people? Right, <laughs> that like, is not a, a love language. Wait a minute, <laughs> something wrong with you? Okay, continue. I'm, that continue. is not a love language. Maybe continue. like receiving gifts. Maybe, maybe that is your love maybe language. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> maybe receiving Cause gifts. Because being, being rich is not a love language at all. Thank you. We're <laughs> Don't appreciating let nobody rich. tell you that. Yeah. Y'all wilded. Yeah. 2021. Let's stop the foolishness. Right. She said her partner arrived before she did, and he walked up with a big bouquet of white lilies and roses, which are her favorite, mm-hmm. and it stood in a vase on the floor. A love language. Okay, again, it, receiving I'm, gifts. Ma'am. Receiving ma'am. gifts here. That's <laughs> Stop with doing. the love language. Please. <laughs> Please. Receiving gifts. That's where we're at. Anyways, she went out there for love, and she's been staying with him ever since. It is February. This girl got on a plane December 30th and never came home. Does she? Ooh. I hope she works from home. <laughs> I hope that's what's going on here. What? Okay. Then she says she doesn't think she'll be going back home anytime soon. What? Was this really love at first? Wait, love at first listen? Love at first listen to something. Yeah, uh, love at first listen. Clubhouse. 
I see. This is the good side of it. What were you finished before I say what I need yeah, to say? Yeah. Okay. So I there's also been a video. I don't know if you would have seen it. I don't know if you saw it, where somebody flew out to meet somebody from Clubhouse, and <laughs> like there were you know video going to meet this dude I met on Clubhouse, whatever, <laughs> and came back crying. And be submissed. Oh my gosh. We just decided we would see, and that's why you don't do that. Look, look. We all, we're also in a pandemic, though, guys. That's, I will look, say that. that's step number, that's one. number one. <laughs> step number one. One of the reasons Clubhouse has grown so big is because we're in a pandemic and most of us should still be stuck at home, okay? That's number one. Number two, look. I mean, there, I pause on that one. I guess you, if you trusted this person, although you just met him on Clubhouse. Maybe y'all could walk through what each of you have been doing in these last, you know, few days. Maybe y'all both quarantined for like, you know, five, six right. days. And then y'all was like, okay, let's go meet each other. Maybe, okay. you know, maybe, maybe that's what happened. Hey, maybe. Maybe. The, um, there was a great, no, it's still running. There's a great documentary that runs on MTV called Catfish, right? <laughs> and it details stories that like th- this could be a story where okay, wait, wait, it's wait. like this person is saying like all this and they seem so great and yada 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 and you get there and it's not the right person or it's somebody okay, mm-hmm. FaceTime was invented after Catfish Catfish yes. was on the air before FaceTime was I just want to yes. say that so back then you had the you had mm-hmm. the sky stuff like that so i still don't see how people got catfished but people, nowadays say, it's literally at your, on that. but nowadays it's literally literally at your fingertips like if you get catfished in today's day and age you the problem that's fair um certain things i try to do to lend myself to not being catfished and meeting up with somebody who i never met before well don't know <laughs> only met 18 days ago via an app where all I hear is your voice and literally you can change your picture in five seconds on there because you know we do the PTRs and all that stuff you know just for fun you can change it cool and make refresh. it look like whoever thank you um, this is just look look sweetheart I, look I know we like to trust people I'm a, I'm a very trusting person I understand but certain things just aren't logical and this isn't one of them okay look i'm glad it worked out for, for homegirl i hope it works out for him i wish him nothing but the best obviously you know hey i, I hope everything is good for you i hope y'all grow a, a, a booming empire but i wouldn't do it okay i would exactly. not exactly i wouldn't do, do it either <laughs> i wouldn't oh do you wouldn't do it Marvin? oh you're gonna do that you're gonna do that <laughs> Okay, pause. I'm not gonna put your business all the way out there. Thank you. But me and Merv, Merv and I are both on Clubhouse. Okay. Now Merv uses Clubhouse way more than I do. I hop on Clubhouse what like once a week or something. Yes. Like you know, wow, because I got you know I got other stuff going on too. You know what I'm saying? I'm scared to see where this is going. I'm scared now. But. Whenever I get on Clubhouse, it's only because I see like Mervyn Wright is in this room. Right. Like, oh, what room is Mervyn in? Mm-hmm. Because I really don't be watching nobody else. Like, I don't know. Merv, I, I think it's very entertaining to be in a room with Merv. 
and I have been pleased. Both I don't know if that's times. a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> what you have to think about, you know, what's happened, the times I've entered your chat rooms. Oh. And I think I, I've been pleased both times. I enjoy being in a chat room with America. We have a mm-hmm. podcast. Well, one of said days I was in a oh, chat room no. with Mervin. <laughs> Mervin said something and it sounded to me like he was shooting his shot. Oh, thank you and for I'm not like, saying what oh. it was. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, oh. That's what look, time we on? Okay, look, my bad. I'll... My bad, Mervin. I didn't know because you know me. <laughs> You know, I'm just hopping on there. You know, I'm spoken for, so I'm just hopping on there, you know, just chatting. But I'm not thinking of the aspect of it's single people on here and it's other single people. And every now and then you go hear somebody shoot their shot. I'm like, oh. And I just think it's so interesting because (laughs) we're in a chat room with at least six, seven other people. And the boldness, you know, you gotta you gotta appreciate that now. You have to appreciate the boldness of the shot shooting. Yes, Mervin. Look, first of all, that comment, which again, we will not go into. <laughs> I was being funny when I said that. That's number one. Right. Number two. Number Good two. Pause. You were being funny when you said when we shot your shot? Yes, I, I was being funny. Most of the stuff I say now, I'm being funny. Number two. People, no, 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 no. Wait, Hush. wait. I don't want y'all thinking I'm blowing this out of proportion. When I said, when we heard the shot, I said, okay, Mervin, shoot your shot then. Another person also said, okay, Merv, I see you. So I just want y'all to know, it's not just me. He literally sh- he literally shot the ball. <laughs> no, it would, look, I was being funny when I said that. And number right, two, right. number two, in that same conversation, I, something else was said, and you and Des, <laughs> uh, on our next episode, didn't, would not shut up. Because even if I was trying to shoot my shot for real, y'all just kept talking and you kept saying stuff that was that was that would have been messing up anything I was trying to do. Now. Bro, I wish so, this was live. Because if it was live, I would ask these people to tell me what they think. If we are in a chat room together, okay, and we normally pick on each other, correct? If Mervin heard me roast him one time and then another time why would he not text me and say hey i got something going on up in here i'm ready to do the and again i was being funny so it didn't matter <laughs> i was joking i was bsing so it didn't matter now to another point about this whole thing because i know you said something before we started recording and i just feel like i need to address it if i was to even think about doing something like this it would be somebody i already know one or okay no or that 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 i know that they exist because i've seen them in real life and i and and i have no doubt about who they are and i would not be hopping on the flight to get there and we'll just leave it at that okay i mean i know why you won't be on the flight okay again and we're just gonna leave it at that I don't know who else gonna somehow hear this, and I don't need this getting into the to the wrong ears. And now I gotta answer stuff. I don't need all that. But yes, Mervin ain't out here with no strangers. He ain't trying to shoot no shot, no strangers. And right, actually, if right. I find out you out here with strangers, I'm calling. I'm telling. I'm a snitch. What I need, what I need to be with strangers for? That's why I said, if you if I find out you out here with strangers, I'm a snitch. Hello, well, you ain't gotta worry about snitching on me, fam. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, um, uh, let's take a break. All right. And then we'll be back with some football talk. This is Mervyn Wright Jr. And you're listening to the More Right Than Wrong podcast. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the More Right Than Wrong podcast. This is Mervyn. That's Ashley over there being Ashley and being Ashley and always Ashley today. Uh, she is in uh, <laughs> mid, we'll just say she's in mid-season form today. She kind of took a couple days off, but I guess she's she's uh, back to her normal self. And I'm in mid-season say, form right before the All-Star break when you just tired, but you still got to play. Right. But you better get this break and come back recharged. That's where I am right now. And I hate it. Uh, so, uh, for the back half of the show, we're going to be talking all football. Um, at the end of the show, uh, I will have Merv's Minute, and I will give you some interesting facts about the biggest, most important game of the year, the only one that everybody really cares about. Uh, we'll talk about a couple of things in the NFL. Um, but first, we will start with today's Black History Moment. We'll be doing these every week for the month of February. And since it's Super Bowl week, let's start off with Mr. Doug Williams, uh, born in Zachary, Louisiana. Had to look it up. Had no idea where that was. South side of Baton Rouge, which makes it a little weird because he, instead of going to Southern, went to Grambling State, played quarterback there. Um, he was drafted 17th overall by Tampa Bay in the 1978 draft where he played until 1982. Ended up going to the USFL in 84 and 85 become, before coming back to the NFL in 1986 and playing for Joe Gibbs again. He is most notable for leading Washington to a 42-10 victory in Super Bowl 22 over the Denver Broncos. He also became, in that game, he became the first quarterback to win the Super Bowl and win Super Bowl MVP as well. Uh, he left the NFL. And, hmm? and. I said and. What? You don't want the, the third and in there, the Black History moment. What no? What do you? What what did I miss something? He was the first quarterback. Yes. To win MVP. Yeah. Yes. In the Super Bowl. Yes. But what was he also the first quarterback in the Super Bowl to do? I don't know what. What did I miss? Be black. I said that. I said the first black quarterback. Did you say that? Yes, I, I think, think I did. I, I didn't think well, I heard you know that what, one. You know, if I didn't, I apologize. He's the first black quarterback to win Pause. Super Bowl. You can't just throw it in there. You just threw it in there like the first black quarterback. No, no, no. He's the first yes. black quarterback to be black <laughs> and win a Super Bowl. Just want to say that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. For Wait, pause. I, I'm going to come back on that in a minute because the be black it's very important. I was to about to say, I, you said that, and I feel like that, yeah, that meant something to you. So I'm yes, going to let did. you get that out. Uh, yeah, after okay. leaving the NFL in 1989, he would become a coach, eventually returning to Grambling State uh, to be their head coach from 1998 to 2003, and then again from 20, 2011 to 2013. He's now the senior vice president for the Washington football team, formerly the Washington Redskins. Um, and um, in his illustrious career, a few honors for him. He was Super Bowl 22 MVP, obviously. Uh, he was a Pro Football Writers. He was in the Pro Football Writers of America All Rookie Team in 1978. He's in the Redskins Ring of Fame, as well as the Tampa Stadium Crew of Honor, the Buccaneers Ring of Honor, and he became a College Football Hall of Fame inductee in the year 2001. So yeah, Doug Williams, shout out. Um, thank you for paving the way for people 
thank you for walking. So people like Michael Vick, Donovan McNabb, and Russell Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes can run and do what they do. What did I, what you need Correct. to add, Ashley? Well, legend has it that during one press conference, a reporter asked him, how long have you been a black quarterback? <laughs> wow. I've yes. <laughs> so a lot of people say it's not true. But then in some interview he had, uh, I don't remember who the interview was with, but he said it was true and that the guy was just nervous. He just realizes the guy was nervous. So the proper question was, how do you feel about being preferred? I don't know. I don't know. A black question, you know. But the guy was just nervous. He was like, how long have you been a black quarterback? And his answer was, a quarterback since high school, black, all my life. So there you go. Hey, but if Buddy was nervous, then I'll give him a pass because that's just a like. How long have you been a black quarterback? Well, um, that's a blunder. Okay, black since <laughs> since I popped out the wound there, buddy. Right. Sorry. Yes. Melanin, dark skin sisters. Melanin, brother. That's us. But that's us. Yeah. Who is us? <laughs> you and your that's sisters. Us. You and your sisters maybe don't Ashley. Ashley I me and my chocolate sisters. No, I was about to say, don't make me send a missile from Houston uh, to Tyler. I will t- look. What, what are you talking about? I what thought you were being funny. I thought you were being about funny. About See, that, oh, because people can't see that smile. It's, it's like <laughs> I really people can't see the smile. <laughs> I really want to know what you think I'm being funny about. Let's move on before I have to kill you. Interesting, interesting. Anyway, so. Okay, so speaking of quarterbacks, let's talk uh about one that, you know, um, is making history for uh, finessing folks. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford. Um, He just got traded from the Detroit Mm -hmm. Lions to the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and Jared Goff. I said Jared with a T. Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Now, is Matthew Stafford worth all of that? Yes. Is he though? So it's so I think your you need current to... quarterback, two first round picks and a third round pick. Right. I think part of it, part of what has to be mentioned is the fact that Matthew Stafford wanted to get out of Detroit uh, because Matthew Stafford's been there since '09. He's only he's been to the playoffs a couple times, um, but mo- for the vast majority of career, his career has been wasted. Um, I think the stat is was that his whole time there, he's had a hundred yard rusher in a game like eleven times, and like you think about that. As much as the league has moved away from a passing league, you still have to be able to run the ball. Like, even the Rams and stuff with Sean McVay and their offense, they have rushers that will rush the ball and, and, you know, kill clock and do what they need to do. So to not have that behind them and just, like, have terrible defenses and, you know, O-lines that would get them messed up, I would want out of there too. And it, it was a mutual decision. And so it's like, all right, who wants him? And what are you willing to give up for him? Because he's shown he's a good quarterback. He's shown he'll play for you. He's shown that he can win games. What you got? And then you have a situation in L.A. where 
when they're asking the head coach and people in upper management about the quarterback and they're like, well, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we're doing. It was a bad situation for both quarterbacks. And it's kind of one of those things where uh, like a change of scenery definitely helps out a lot because – Helps who? For golf. Huh? Helps both of them? Yeah, it helps both of them. For golf, maybe he needed to be out of L.A. Maybe he needed to be – maybe he just needs another place to go. And Detroit was the trade suitor. And Matthew Stafford obviously needed to get out of Detroit because his career is halfway mostly over, right? Mostly he over. He's, ha- on, he, a, mostly he's over. on the last stretch, you know. Right. He only Middle has so much time left. Minute. Right. Right. And even he said, like, all right, look, like, I just want to be traded. You don't have to – make me a top quarterback you don't have to do any of that I just want to be in a different city and where I have a legitimate possibility of winning the Super Bowl before my career is over and, it um, worked, and that's what that's what it was I think it's a good uh it's a nice change of scenery for Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff I wouldn't say too much uh I think uh Matthew definitely came out on top over here <laughs> Jared Goff you know kind of got the short end of the stick you know what right. I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, now, do I think it was a little too much for him? You know, I would take taken maybe another first round off of there. Is, are the Rams becoming a better team with Matthew Stafford, a quarterback? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking if Matthew Stafford getting, getting moved for your starting quarterback, two first rounds and a third rounder, Mm-hmm. What's DeAndre? I mean, not DeAndre. What's uh, Deshaun Watson gonna get? You know what I'm saying? Right. What what right. kind of trade we about to see with him? Mm-hmm. And and but thank you for bringing that up. Before we before I answer that, I will say the Rams. Ever since trading the trading the farm to move up to get Jerry Goff, haven't had a first round pick essentially since that draft because they just traded they traded like to the Titans. Uh, it was a I forgot who else they traded to uh, traded their first rounders to and then they just traded their next two first rounders to Detroit. They're gonna need a first rounder eventually. Just putting that out there. Maybe y'all it, need to stop trading those now. Exactly. Uh, That's why I said why you got to trade two. You maybe just one. But but what? Hey, hey, you got to hey if you want them, man, you got to pay the price. And if you want to get rid of somebody, hey, look, get them out of here. So, um, Deshaun Watson. That's what you said. I don't know who's going to get them, but they're going to have to pay a lot to get them uh, because we're talking about Matthew Stafford worth essentially three first-rounders if you include Jerry Goff as a first-rounder because he was a first-round pick mm-hmm. and another pick. Deshaun Watson is easily worth two first-rounds. I'd go easily. I'd go maybe a first uh, – two. I'd give you two ones – a second and a third, maybe. Maybe like two, like this year and next year's first rounder. Like next year's second and this year's third or something like that. But You're also, gonna have to I get... need. <laughs> but also, I need something else. <laughs> That's not. No, I need somebody who's already established mm-hmm. as well. You know. But, mm-hmm. but, uh, but then my question to you would be if there's somebody already established and worth being part of that trade, why wouldn't that team keep them? Now, if we're talking about somebody like because the Texans are in a spot where they're not necessarily rebuilding, but they might be rebuilding by the end of this, 
because if you ask me, I think JJ should find a way to get out of town as well. Um, oh, for sure. Miami but might not he be loves a bad it there. spot. He does. He does love it there. But he loves it in Houston. I don't know if he loves it with the Texans organization. They, but Houston. Exactly. And doesn't his uh, fiance play for the Houston Dynamo? Well, the Dash, the the women's team. Oh, the Houston video. Dash. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Houston Dash. Yeah. I'm thinking about the man. Uh, I mean, yes. So what? What that mean? Like, uh, Zach Ertz and his wife play for different cities. They good. Um, Julie, I think is her name. But like, first of all, for Deshaun, if you're looking at something like that, okay, we can see Miami. Uh, I know he said he wanted to go to the Jets, which he needs to have his head examined for that. Because why would you want to go to the Jets? Um, right. I mean, there's a few other teams, but the problem is the cap is declined, might be declining this year, and that cap that cap hit. So, what are you going to be able to give up to get him and still be able to afford him? Um, somebody will be able to figure it out because, you know, the Texans got like uh, McNair um, and Cully, uh, their new head coach, which was a, I don't know why they hired that guy, like the Ravens, like receivers coach or whatever, and and uh, Casario. They're like, Deshaun Watson's a Texan. Okay, that's cool. Uh, you can say that, but then when I don't show up to training camp, then what? Yeah, you can find me, but one of the best tools a player's ha- a player has is withholding their services. And unless you're going to get him out of bed and make him come to training camp and make him do workouts and stuff, you're, you're better off, if you're the Texans front office, you're better off trading him now while it's still February before free agency even starts, before you even have to worry about all that stuff, then trying to hold out and wait and just being stubborn. And then now it's June and you end up in a situation like the Patriots where, no disrespect to Cam, you're having to just find somebody real quick. Because that's what's going to happen if they keep doing this. Yeah, bro. Um, You know, uh, Texans are, you know, stubborn. (laughs) <laughs> we have the organization has shown to be stubborn <laughs> like this whole time so i would be surprised but uh he definitely wants to go so i definitely think he'll they'll find I, him a home sometime soon i want to go too. like look i made a joke about it uh maybe like one of our first episodes uh like it was the first or second one about coming to dallas like you know we play our players but seeing this stuff the past couple of weeks that's kind of real. It's like, look, don't get me wrong. Jerry Jones does some dumb stuff. Like, he, he don't make all the best decisions. But if he values you, he going to take care of you. And at the very least, he not going to, you know, just, you know, do all that kind of other kind of stuff. Like, he gets his players played. Obviously, we're still waiting on deck. But you don't see none of this. I think the McNair family has taken over the top spot as the worst ownership family in the NFL by a long shot. Yeah, bro. I just don't understand. I just do not understand. They make the most idiotic decisions. And us over here, we, you know, we're not in the organizations. You know, we don't have any experience as a GM or, you know, a president of an organization or an owner. Mm-hmm. But, bruh, we could have told y'all, y'all would be here right now because mm-hmm. you made those decisions. We could have told y'all that. If your goal was to win, we could have told y'all a couple of idiotic moves ago, hey, that's not the right choice. (laughs) That's not the right fit. Y'all chose Mm -hmm. Bill O'Brien 
Over DeAndre over Hopkins. Over DeAndre Hopkins. And because you chose name? Bill O'Brien over DeAndre Hopkins, it was like a domino effect. You literally have a quarterback. You literally have a franchise quarterback on your team. Mm-hmm. The most important position in football. You have a franchise quarterback. And yet, you lose him. Not just a franchise quarterback, but a Deshaun Watson. Somebody, you know, a quarterback that's, you know, I guess we'll say changing the game. But, you know, he's a part of that new wave quarterback that's right. very, you know, like, what? <laughs> Do you know how hard it's going to be? Texans, Texans at all people should know how hard it is filling that quarterback position. This is the first. Well, this is their first solid one. Yes. yes. Texans, out of all teams, should know how hard it is to find that caliber talent at the quarterback position. And you had him. And you just lost him. Mm-hmm. Texans ownership, they they need to sell the team and get some get some new they not they're not. But they yeah. need to sell the team, get some new faces in there because it's terrible. Like, how do you live how do you have a team in the city of Houston? Houston's team. What is Houston? The fourth largest city in the country? Uh, something like fourth that? largest in the country, yeah. How do you have a Houston's team in the fourth largest city in the country and your fan base is so little to so low because you suck and you make bad decisions. And mm-hmm. because you make bad decisions, fans like me are leaving. <laughs> let, let, let's put it in perspective. Let's put it in perspective, Ashley. So, you know, people have put out maps of, like, the the U.S., right? And it's, like, what team does everybody root for, right? And, you know, like, L.A. is going to have the Rams or whatever. Like, Seattle will have, like, all of Washington and Oregon and stuff like that, right? Uh And you look at Texas, right? And literally there's, a like, most of it's blue, and there's, like, one little pocket of red. And that's, like, literally, like, Houston, like, Harris County, Galveston, maybe, like, Montgomery, Brazoria, stuff like that, like, to the coast right uh-huh. and everything outside of that is dallas cowboy blue which says a lot because i can tell you so many people who i've met that are like i don't like the cowboys because i don't like jerry jones it happens a lot right uh-huh. but for there to be so much hatred for jerry jones in the state of texas mind you but still the texans only have that little sliver of the state yeah bro that should tell you something like it should Tex- like again and, and this is not to be funny I knew of the Texans. Obviously, I'm a, I grew up a huge football fan. Like, I knew about them. But I didn't know people actually cared about them until I moved down to Houston because nobody talks about them outside of Houston. It's like I've never met a – I met maybe one Jacksonville Jaguars fan in my life. Why? Because nobody's a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. It's the same thing with the Texans. Nobody cares outside of Houston because they are just the, – the only reason people in Houston cheer for them is because they live in Houston. If they live somewhere Correct. else, nobody would care – because of how poorly run the organization is. Like, Correct. And again, the organization is very poorly run. Again, I cheer for a team that's run by Jerry Jones. And the Texans have them beat, finally. In this, in this category, the Texans <laughs> have them beat. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's just get off the Texans because... Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't want to make you cry over there. It's a sore spot. It's a sore spot. <laughs> Look, you, know? you grew up in Longview. You should have been a Cowboys fan. That's your fault. No, you guys are annoying. Cowboys fans are the most annoying fan base known to man. Like, annoying. If you losing, you, say you losing. Have you met a Don't Patriots be delusional. Fan? 
Have you met a yes, Patriots I, fan? Yes, I have. But <laughs> I only met Patriot Patriots fans like I only met delusional Patriots fans when I went to school on the East Coast. That's fair. That's fair. But technically, they weren't delusional because their team was winning. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they were delusional about the cheating and whatnot. Yes, but <laughs> their team was winning. Cowboys mm-hmm. fans have not won in a very long time, and yet you I'm guys hilarious. are delusional. Literally every year, you guys say y'all are going to the Super Bowl. With what Everybody eyes? Says it. With Everybody what says eyes it. are you watching the game? No, it's just y'all. Literally every year, y'all say y'all going to the Super Bowl. You are not. With what eyes do you see the game of football? Because it's not these. It's not the one guy I gave you. <laughs> it's not the one guy I gave you. Okay. You guys are delusional, and that's why I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan. Then I lived in Houston, so I became a Houston fan. You know, because I'm like, okay, I'm living here. I'm going to these games, you know. I don't have a real allegiance, so let me be a Houston fan. And pause. That's also the time of J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. Okay, J.J. Watt, very influential. He was extremely influential when we lived well, we, li- we lived in Houston together, extremely. So I'm like, oh, I love J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at the time, yeah, Andre Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we had some good, some great, okay, we got some great players, woo, woo, but yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I am out. Not sure how this turned into a Houston Texans conversation. Uh, it's the same but, way, uh, same way the conversation turned to a Kardashian conversation earlier. Fair enough. But okay. speaking of quarterbacks, getting back to what we started on uh, before we move to the Patriots stuff real quick. So they've been saying that this year there might be the most, might be the highest turnover at the quarterback position. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a quick exercise. I'm going to go down the list. Oh my I'm going to say every team in the league, and you tell me whether or not they're going to have a new quarterback uh, next year or not. Starting at the top, Buffalo Bills. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah, I'll say quick. Miami. I'm like, what? <laughs> yes. Eh. Okay. New England. Huh? I say eh. Yes, no, maybe so. They, You know, they got to get like, oh, no. New England, yes. Uh, The Jets. Yes. Obviously. Pittsburgh. I think so. Big Ben needs to retire. Baltimore. No. Cleveland. No. Cincinnati. Yes. You don't think Burrow's going to be back? Oh, yeah, yeah. But the, I, I'm thinking right now, though, they don't. They didn't have him for the last. That's, I'm okay. thinking about who they ended with. That's so, yes. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so Tennessee. Yes. No. Okay. Indianapolis, yes, because uh, Phillip Rivers retired. Houston, probably. <laughs> Obviously. Jacksonville. Who's at Jacksonville right now? Is it Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, no, he's in Carolina. Jacksonville. Oh, he's in Carolina, yes. And they had somebody else. So, I'm oh, going to say yes. 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 I don't yeah. even know who over there. Kansas City is a no, obviously. No, obviously. Oh, Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, d- yes. I mean, they need they need a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chargers. I'm going to say no, because I think Justin Herbert showed me a lot last year. Yeah, we got to see how that goes. Uh, Denver. Yes. What, well, they need one. Okay. 
uh, Washington. Yes. I have to think about it. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm like, Giants. wait, what's going on? Alex yeah. Smith, yes. <laughs> uh, the Giants. They need one as well, but, you know, Daniel Jones delusions. People are delusional. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. No, well, I mean, well, Dak Prescott be back. Yeah. Uh, Philly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to come out or I don't know. Here's an interesting one. Green Bay. That is very interesting. I don't know. Could Aaron uh, Rodgers she- leave? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's looking like he might, but, you know, we don't know. Chicago? Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. Mitch Trubisky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm, I already forgot about Mitch Trubisky. Like, what we what say? <laughs> when they lost, what we say? This is last year. Look, we already. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, Minnesota? No. Uh, Detroit, obviously, because he just got traded. Drew Brees retiring from New Orleans. Clearly. Um, uh, Tampa Bay, no. Tom Brady's going to be back. Um, Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater starting again next year? Probably not. I mean, who else you going to start off with Teddy Bridgewater? What y'all got? What, like, we going to make some somebody. trades? I don't know. Hey, look, they could get somebody. I don't know. Uh, Matt Ryan's probably done in Atlanta, maybe. Probably. He should be. <clears throat> That's another uh, one that should be. Right. Uh, Seattle, no. Rams, obviously. Kyler Murray starting in Arizona, yes. Probable, yes. And then San Francisco, probably getting another quarterback. Eh. That's in the eh. Maybe, maybe not. Hmm. See, I don't trust Jimmy G. I don't trust Jimmy G. But that's you can't just, just me. get. I mean, you can't just get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo when, literally, a couple seasons ago he was balling. He threw eight passes in a playoff game. They didn't get to the Super Bowl because of him. It was the defense. Okay, it was their defense. Yes, but he was still playing well. I said what I said. <laughs> Patriots. Oh my gosh. The New England Sis. Patriots. So there has been debate. Uh, among Patriots uh, faithful uh, former players um, due to partially due to the fact that Tom Brady left New England and is in the, is getting ready to play in his in ten, count it, 10 Super Bowl um, and there's this uh, mantra around New England called the Patriot way and that's just how they do things around there um, and Danny Amendola got on TV yesterday and said that when you look up the Patriot way in the dictionary, it'll be about Tom Brady, not Bill Belichick, because the coaches didn't do the coaches didn't throw the passes, the coaches didn't catch the passes, the coaches didn't make plays. Uh, Jeff Saturday uh, said something contrary to what he said. Um, Rob Nikovich said something contrary to that this morning. Um, I would like to weigh in because I know we've had this debate. Um, I'll say this: Yes, Tom Brady is obviously mostly to blame for the Patriots being so great, right? But there have been great players who have had terrible coaching and have done mm-hmm. next to nothing. It happens yep. all the time. Yep. Um, I mean, we can look in, and obviously this is not comparing one to the other, but we look in New York, right? Sam Darnold. His coach came out and said, 
I didn't do a good enough job developing him. I didn't do a good enough job running his team. His coach is out of a job now. Um, you know, you look at other situations. There's been countless situations where quarterbacks have come in, number one or really high, and their coach wasn't the best. And, you know, for one reason or another, they're either out of the league or didn't do that much in the league or weren't as good as they could be. And, again, let's let's, you know, put all the facts out here. Tom Brady was a six-round pick. He was number 199 overall. He was not expected to come in and just be as great as he was. Mm-hmm. That takes coaching. like, And you got to understand, Bill Belichick, yeah, he has his six rings with the Patriots. He also has two with New York as a defensive coordinator because his defenses were that great. Like, If you look at the teams he had that won Super Bowls, minus the, minus the game against um, – Philadelphia, the second time in Super Bowl 53, where they scored 41 points, mm-hmm. the Patriots were allowing 21 points, 29 points, uh, 17 points, uh, 21 points. They were not just giving up yards. All, they held the Rams to three points in Super Bowl 52. No, uh, in Super Bowl 53. Come on. Like, yeah, Tom Brady was good, but Bill Belichick was also a part of that. And it needs to be stated. You cannot disrespect that man like that. Remember in 2016 when Tom Brady was suspended those few games to start the season? Mm Mm-hmm. And it went three and one still? Yep. With two backup quarterbacks? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jimmy G and Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy G. Yeah, yeah. Like, bruh. (laughs) I mean, that right there, everybody, everybody was like, oh. You know, I, I do remember that because everybody was like, oh, because it was like, oh, they're not going to win without Tom Brady. And Bill Belichick still, you know, was out here winning games. And everybody was like, oh, well, yeah. never mind. Uh, yeah. I think <laughs> it's I, some Bill Belichick in there. Right. I, I think uh, I believe it was Jeff Saturday that said it. And I think he, he put he put it pretty clearly. It's an and situation, not an or situation, you know. Right. Like it's Tom Brady. And Bill Belichick. If one of if one of those pieces is missing, we don't know what's going to happen. Like we're 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 probably not dealing with this greatness. You have one of you have the best quarterback ever, and one of the best defensive minds ever connected. Like you have your defense, essentially your head coach as and slash defensive coordinator on the sideline, and essentially a pseudo offensive coordinator on the field because. He's, he might not be calling plays, but he's seeing everything at the line. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows what the defense is running because he's done this for so long. When you have that mixture, it works out perfectly. And we kind of saw that again in Tampa Bay when Bruce Arians kind of let him do his own thing. And you saw how that worked out. And I guess you have to realize, like, the Patriots didn't do that good this year. Well, they were in, they're in Cap Hill. Like, they spent so much money, like, and did so much to get to those Super Bowls. This is what normally happens after you have a run of three or four or five years. Your salary cap situation is terrible and you can't afford to pay anybody. And so you're going to suck. That's what happens in the NFL. Right. I mean, I totally agree. Uh, You can't have a a superstar without a good coach. And you get the, that's the only way you have a dynasty. A Mm -hmm. superstar and a great coach. Or a good coach and superstar. But that's the way you have a dynasty like that. Like, Mm -hmm. had they won maybe two Super Bowls. Maybe you could say it was one or the other. But this is a whole right. damn dynasty. Like, it wasn't just Tom Brady. 
it wasn't just Bill Belichick. Okay, Bill Belichick has a system, and I know some people are saying Tom Brady was a system quarterback, and then those same people switched and were like, okay, Tom Brady was the one, you know, at the end of the day, right. you cannot win without a coach, and you cannot right. win for so long. That's the key. So long without a great coach. You can win with an okay coach, I guess, if the team is good, but you cannot keep winning without a great coach. So I think that's easy yeah. Easy to say. Yeah, people got to chill out. Like, the debate, like, I understand why the debate's there, and the debate is not unwarranted, obviously. Like, when you win six Super Bowls out of your nine appearances, who was it, right? But, yeah, that's, yeah, let's let's calm that down. Let's give Bill Belichick his due. He is not some slouch. He has done this before. As the, as the young folk would say, he ain't new to this. He true to this. Don't disrespect the man. He ain't new to this. He true to this. Don't disrespect the man. Well, Merv, um, this is a surprise to me and our listeners mm-hmm. as to what this Merv's, Merv's minute is, because I still have no idea what you're about to do or say or, you know. So okay. I'm interested. You have my undivided attention. What? Okay. And if, if I... So uh, today's Merv's minute is going to be Super Bowl heavy because this is... Besides my birthday... It may be Christmas. This is one of my favorite days of the year coming up. This is Super Bowl Sunday, where I will I do my best to wake up early, watch church, or go Amen. to church under normal circumstances. Amen. And then come home and put my TV on, whatever channel the Super Bowl is on, and I don't take it off until the Super Bowl is over. Yes, ma'am. Mervin, to any future women out there, Mervin loves Super Bowl Sunday over Valentine's Day. Just I'll let you know that. Oh, it was a birthday. It was a birthday. Oh. It over your birthday. birthday. So if your birthday is near the Super Bowl, <laughs> do not expect Mervin to be a loving, well, compassionate well, boyfriend. Because no, 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 no. he will choose right. the Super Bowl over your birthday no, or right. Valentine's Day. Get it right. If your birthday is close to the Super Bowl, that's because it's probably close to Valentine's Day. And I don't have money to be doing both. You're going to get one and we're going to love each other and we're just going to keep it pushing. That's right, 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 right. That's what's right. that's what's gonna happen. Now, right. back to my Super Bowl facts again. Ashley, feel free to interject uh, if anything catches your eye. <clears throat> Fact number one: Pittsburgh and New England are tied for the Super Bowl league with six wins. Pittsburgh, uh, however, has the best best winning percentage, uh, winning six of their eight with a 750 winning percentage. There are four teams that are perfect in Super Bowls. That will be the Ravens, the Saints, the Jets, and the Buccaneers. Teams who would hate to fans who would hate to see their teams in the Super Bowl. That would be the fans of the Bills, who are 0-4 and have lost, who lost four straight. Excellent documentary about it. I suggest going to watch it. Vikings, who are also 0-4, and the Broncos, who are 3-5, have won three Super Bowls. But they have the worst point differential at negative 112. That will be a product of getting beat 40, 55 to uh, 10 by the um, 49ers and getting beat 42 to 10 by the Redskins. And I'm pretty sure the Cowboys drilled them at one time. Speaking of the Cowboys, best point differential in Super Bowl history at a plus 89. Uh, the most visited cities of the Super Bowl. That would be Miami, who's hosted 11. New Orleans, um who's hosted uh, 10 and they have an 11th coming up and the Los Angeles metropolitan area who's hosted seven and they're going to have another one coming up already scheduled. There are 12 teams without a Lombardi trophy. Ashley, you <laughs> hold one of these near and dear to your heart. That'll LOL. Be the Bills, 
Vikings. <laughs> Not Falcons, for too long. Panthers, <laughs> Panthers, Bengals, Cardinals, Titans, and Chargers. Uh, those are the teams that went to the Super Bowl. The Browns, Lions, Texans, and Jaguars have not even sniffed a Lombardi trophy uh, because they haven't been to the game. Large deficit overcoming Super Bowl history would be obviously Super Bowl 51. The Falcons had a 28-3 lead, blew it in spectacular fashion to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Uh, speaking of Brady, he is one of three quarterbacks with four plus wins. Brady has six, and Terry Bradshaw and Joe Montana uh, both have four Super Bowl titles. Uh, the most important Super Bowl ever, uh, depending on who you ask, would be Super Bowl three. That was the guarantee with Joe Montana sitting on a pool chair saying we're going to win the game. And that was most important because the NFC won the first two Super Bowls. And this one proved that, hey, these AFL guys with their fancy passing and fancy rules, they can hang with these NFL guys. Had they not, they would have just been getting smacked all year. Uh, if you want to go to the Super Bowl, Ashlyn, I have two suggestions for you. Would you like to hear them? Yes. Okay, you can either get a time machine and go back to 1967, or you can rob a bank. Uh, the average ticket price for Super Bowl one, uh, two, and three were twelve dollars, and people were outraged because they considered this more of an exhibition game. Uh, Super Bowl 54's average ticket price was five thousand six hundred fifty-four dollars, and that's according to the Tampa Bay Times. Oh lord! Um, oh, oh, nah! Don't hold that one for this one. Average ticket price, again, according to the Tampa Bay Times, for Super Bowl 55, due to the pandemic and obviously fewer seats, $11,986. Oh, Lord, $11,000? People paid on average $12,000 to go to the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, that was before taxes and fees. Uh, Oh, Lord. They paying. They paying. Wow. Uh, Shout out to the NFL and Tampa Bay for sponsoring 7,500 healthcare workers and first responders to go to the game for right, free right, because right. for some of them, got that so, kind of money. for with them who have common sense like me, that's the only way you go into the game because I ain't never paying right. no $12,000 to go no Super Bowl ever. I do it. I don't have the money for that though. So we ain't worried about that right now. That, that's years down the road or hopefully I'm getting paid to go to a Super Bowl. Right. Uh, right. So, speaking of tickets, every Super Bowl since Super Bowl one has been sold out. Super Bowl one, again, the only Super Bowl that was not so sold out, and it was not called originally called the Super Bowl. It was originally called the AFL NFL World Championship Game. Obviously, a bit of a mouthful. Uh, Super Bowl was not used until Super Bowl three, uh, and then they attached the Roman numerals to it to ease the confusion since the game is played in the is in the next calendar year. Um, and the term Super Bowl was coined by Lamar Hunt, who is considered the father of the Super Bowl, who used it in, in meetings, and the term eventually stuck. And finally, there's one man who has been to and worked every single Super Bowl. His name is George Toma, also known as the Side God. He's a groundskeeper who, like I said, has worked every Super Bowl from Super Bowl one, and is now in Tampa Bay, Florida, working Super Bowl 55. And, and get this. This man just turned 92 years old he and is did. still out there working Super Bowls and making sure that grass is right and ready to go so we don't have no issues on Super Bowl Sunday. I believe he said the only way he'll stop working is if he's physically unable to do so anymore. Well, if he's 92 and still doing that, I believe that. Yeah. So, and that's uh, been Murr's Minute with more information than you care to know today. Well, shout out to Merv for Merv's Minute. Fun fact, two-thirds 
of the only black quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl beat the Broncos. Because you're talking about the Broncos, you know, their point differential in winning Super Bowls. Doug Williams and... Oh, that's right. Russell Wilson. Duh. Nice, nice. Yes, you all good over there? I am. You know my computer? I got a Mac. Well, anyways, I have a newer MacBook, so I don't think your computer does this because you need a new one. Um, whenever I'm talking to you, sometimes Siri will pop up. So um, I have to click at Siri because, you know, I'm obviously oh, talking to Mervin. Because my MacBook is cool. No, yours. We just we both know that you need to get an upgrade. So, um, Merv's Cash App once again, guys. It is Mervin Wright Junior. Junior. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So send him a couple Mm -hmm. dollars if you can. Right. You know, tax write off. Since we're on it, since we're on it, since we're about to get out of here, not only do I need y'all to send me money for a laptop, y'all are more than welcome to send me money. For NCAA fourteen, uh, NCAA fourteen. <laughs> oh, I forgot so all about that. The new NCAA game is coming out finally. Uh, it's gonna take a couple years. That's what they said, which hurts. But it's good to see the NCAA is finally getting their head out of there. You know what? And saying, all right, look, we got to pay these play. We finna have to pay these guys anyway. Let's make the game. Let's make the people happy. NCAA football game hadn't been out since twenty fourteen when the NCAA almost got sued. Well, they did get sued by the O'Bannon brothers. I am so thankful for this because this means I will now every year have Madden, 2K, FIFA, and NCAA. You don't understand. This is going to be an amazing time when this game finally comes back out. One of the last, one of the last sports games I played, because you know I stopped playing video games a very long time ago, was mm. an NCAA football game, uh, sports game. I don't remember who was playing. But I do know that it's more hype around, to me, the college games. Because especially in today's time with social media and stuff like that, can you imagine these players, you know, playing themselves on the video games and stuff like that? Dope. I had Mahomes and, like, Lamar Jackson and stuff been on there. That would have been unstoppable. That would would, would not have been like playing with Michael Vick in 04 on Madden. Right. Like, that would have been an absolute cheat code. Right. Um, yeah, I'm so, glad they're out. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, EA Sports. EA Sports. It's in the um, game. All you college football lovers, pause. All you video game lovers, I'm sure will appreciate there. this. I'll be scrolling on YouTube one day and seeing a guy just playing the video game. You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. Th- the fact that y'all watch that boggles me, but you know. I don't. Hey, we'll see I more of those it, videos. While this is, you know doing whatever it needs to do after we get off i'm probably gonna hop on the game well that's a lie i'm gonna eat breakfast then i'm gonna hop on the game that's what i'm yeah, gonna well, eat. i'm not gonna eat hmm. idk well merv you have anything else today um i don't have anything else today but um um oh uh, we have our super bowl show coming out uh, yes. Yes. Exactly. When should it be uploaded? Are we saying they should tune in Saturday for the Super Bowl show? Uh, let's check Saturday. Let's let's do Saturday morning just to be safe. Saturday morning. So Saturday morning. So check Saturday. Saturday morning for the Super Bowl show. We're gonna have my girl. She is a Boston native. She's well, which right outside of Boston, area Massachusetts. She's a Boston native. Top boss. You. She knows anything about the NFL. We saw NFL. She and Tom Brady, that's her boy. So she gonna come up with the facts, you know, the Tom Brady facts. So 
So we got, you know, we got the Tom Brady enthusiasts coming on my side. And Mervin, who are you bringing? Uh, my homeboy Dez. Uh, he was one of Dez. the people I started um, the our radio show with when we was back on campus. Hey, true radio. Th- this this microphone right here that I know the people can't see, but it's a microphone behind me. That was from my show uh, back on campus. So uh, hey. we don't have two special guests. My boy Dez, her girl Michelle. Uh, it's gonna be a fun time. We're it's gonna be a fun time. Show. I just want to say Dez may be Mervin's friend. But when it's time to roast Mervin, Dez is on my side. <laughs> yeah, Dez he was the other person on Clubhouse. He was the other person on Clubhouse <laughs> getting on me. Yes, I know. Dez will co-sign me. So I am I am looking forward to that. And Michelle is an instigator. So I am looking forward to that. And I think it's going to be a fun time. So tune in again on Saturday if you made it thus hey, far. You know That's cool. That's cool. Because I record everything. So I can just hit the record button and shut it all down one time. And that's it. Oh, I wouldn't do that though. Oh, I, do that. I about to say somebody got on a petty boots this morning. I'm not that. I'm not that petty. I wouldn't do mm-hmm. that. I, I can't. I will just edit stuff out though. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get on about it, hell. We appreciate right. you for listening to yet another episode of More Right Than Wrong. And yeah, maybe next time we'll come on this thing freestyling. Know what I'm saying? You feel me, Big Murph? Free, no, the only freestyle needs to be in our intro. Outside of that, let's 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 not let's stay. Let's, All right, I'm a freestyle one day. Hold me to it, folks. I'm a freestyle for y'all one day. Okay, whatever. It, with that being said, oh, ooh, real quick, since nobody hit me up last week, I need Girl Scout cookies. Okay, I'm not playing with y'all. We got the plug. <laughs> the shortbreads. Hit me up. I need shortbreads now. Okay. Hey, they say Grubhub next week. Grubhub is doing deliveries for Girl Scouts in select areas, so you should look that up. Ah, but see, I don't, I don't rock with the Grubhub and the Postmates and stuff. They they charge too much. I I rather get them straight off the street. Oh. I don't okay. need nobody messing with my drugs like that. He need well, him. Like I said, <laughs> he need him a, a cookie peddler. <laughs> hey, you got that, Girl hey, for real. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, y'all. Y'all have a good day. We love y'all. Peace out.